Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street Action Network betting series. Joined by Colin and Chandler from the 161 Boys. How you guys doing? What's up? Good to be here. Doing great, man. I'm a lot better than Colin right now, I can tell you that. <laughs> sitting there uh, with no AC in Texas. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's uh, I, I apologize if people see sweat dripping down my face. It's, <laughs> it's really fun out here right now. I mean, that's the that's the vibe right now. You know, everyone everyone has ACS issues once in a while. I'm in Manhattan. We had the great freeze that you probably read about about four months ago, and now it's the great heat wave. Yeah, exactly. Texas. It t- took me a whole day to put my AC unit in my apartment. So it's a, sh- <laughs> it's a struggle in the city when you're trying to put an AC unit <laughs> out of a window on the third floor and try not to kill people. Just so, put Luke at the bottom. Like, <laughs> just, 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 just catch you know, it. <laughs> try and guide it. Catch it if it falls, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I always wonder, like, should I put my AC unit in at like <clears throat> two in the morning when no one's out there? Like, it's just it's like nope. a, dead, dead middle just of the day. Help, oh, yeah, just people the, like, to help. <laughs> Prevent me from going to jail or something. Anyway, just <laughs> um, so coming at you Wednesday morning. Um, hopefully the Yankees have beaten the Blue Jays by now, but that's a long shot based on how the season's been going so far. Um, hit a bit, a bit of rough patch, but you know if you want to hear us talk about Yankees more, uh, listen to our pre- previous episode about all that stuff. Um, but we got a fun episode planning for you guys today. Um, let's just get right into it. We really want to talk about first the um, the updated World Series odds that came out on Baseball Reference, and you know we can go from top to bottom. But you know this is the Yankees podcast, so we'll give the Yankees predictions is 07 percent. It's uh, it's not great. I gotta say, no. it's uh, uh it could be from better. a fan perspective. It's it's pretty fucking depressing, but. You know, what I'm kind of curious, and now that we have somebody who actually knows something about this stuff rather than just looks at one number and it ruins their day like myself, is there any, do the betting markets reflect this random list of percentages that um, baseball reference came out with, or is that just two totally separate metrics? Um, I will say that they are, um, they're about as close to separate as you can get. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, not necessarily in a good thing for the Yankees. Um, so the the way that uh, ranking systems like Baseball Reference, where you go to Baseball Perspectives, you can go to Fangraphs, they, uh, <clears throat> theirs is unbiased. Their, uh, their projections. So essentially they've got algorithms out there. Um, they simulate, the, you know, I, I came from Baseball Perspectives, so I can give you a little bit of insight because I, <clears throat> excuse me, I imagine uh Baseball references is quite similar. Um, you know, they stimulate the season a thousand times or 10,000 times or, or however many times, uh, you know, their engineers decide. And this is how much they come up with. So um, you look at the Yankees odds, 0.7%. That's just based on raw data simulation based on what their record is today and how they see the rest of the season playing out based on Played appearances, you know, when I was at Baseball Prospectus, we essentially had a team of folks who would project playing time for players. 
throughout the course of the season. And it would be, it would be based on percentages. So you could say for the Yankees, you're basing it off of um, for the rest of the season, Aaron judge is going to get 90% of the playing time in right field. Um, and DJ LeMay, he's going to get X percentage at, at all, all his uh, positions, Glaber Torres, et cetera. So they have that. And then they have their projections of how they're going to perform, add it all up. That's how you get the division odds. That's how you get the pen odds. That's how you get the world series odds. So that doesn't look good for the Yankees because like you said at baseball reference, they have a 0.7% chance of winning the world series. Whereas if you look at their world series odds, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, they still have the fifth best odds to win the world series. Hmm. Dodgers are plus 350. White Sox are plus 650. Padres are plus 700. Mets are plus 950. And the Yankees are plus 1200. Um, That reflects the betting market. That reflects what, betters are doing yeah essentially they're trying to get you know in 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 any instance of betting they're trying to get 50 percent uh they're trying to spread out the bets as best they possibly can and they have the numbers that reflect that um so obviously they're going to be a little bit more bullish on public teams teams that people like to bet on such as the yankees than just the raw data which is what you're getting from from baseball reference and other projection sites like that yeah What's interesting is that from baseball reference, they have the Padres as, as number one on the top of the list at 16.1%, which is weird because I know it's the Padres that's a very popular team. You know, they got flashy players and they're looking like they're going to be going on some winning streaks soon, but like they're still four games back in the NL West and they're in third place. I mean, it's like the Dodgers and the Giants ahead of them. Dodgers, I mean, the, the Giants have somehow held on to the NL West this far down the season, which is astonishing, but um, Padres are still in fourth place and they are the top of the world series odds right under the, right under the Dodgers at number two at 15.7. And neither of those teams are in first place right now. Yeah. What, what that see that that's kind of interesting to me because with the Dodgers and Padres being high up, what that would make me assume is that they're not overreacting too much to the first two and a half months. However, the Yankees percentage says that they're reacting appropriately yeah. to what the Yankees are doing. And you compared across systems, you know, when, when you guys sent me th- that list, I hopped on to um, baseball prospectus to see what their World Series odds are right now. And they have the Yankees at 8.3% to win the World Series still. They have the Giants uh, who are where? eight? They're at 8.3. They have the Giants still at 0.3% to win the World Series. They have the best record in the National League. It's a fucking slap uh, in the face. Yeah, so basically what that's saying is that they don't believe a lot of their their guys who are performing well are are going to keep it up, the Kevin Gaussman or Anthony Desclafani, um, and they believe that the players who are underperforming for the Yankees are still going to turn around. They're a lot more more optimistic. Um, you know, the Padres are down at six point nine percent. The Dodgers are still at seventeen point nine percent on there. So so things things spread out just depending on how these algorithms work out. Um, you know, Vegas isn't going to change too drastically because they, they see the numbers, they see the action, they see what, um, you know, I use Vegas broadly. I'm talking about, you know, all these yeah. Yeah, sports yeah. clubs, um, but they see the betting trends that we don't see. And they, they, they have a pretty good idea at what number is going to generate the amount of action they want. So that's why we don't see, you know, the Yankees have dropped pretty considerably. They were the second favorites behind the Dodgers uh, on opening day. They're down at plus 1,200. I'm actually kind of pissed about it. Um, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I saw them falling, and I grabbed the future on them at, like, plus 850 because I didn't think they would drop any further. 
here they are plus 1200 it might drop even further maybe you just you know i don't i don't want to go too too deep into into your guys's yankees depression but but maybe it's it's to the point where i i just sell my yankees futures and say screw it i wouldn't i wouldn't blame you for one yeah but i mean you look at like division odds which um you know they're gonna reflect um the same kind of thing, just in a more uh, minute way. And the Yankees still have the second best odds to win the AL East behind the Rays. They're still ahead of the Red Sox. They're still ahead of the Blue Jays. It's all pretty jumbled. Plus 115, plus 275, plus 350, plus 425. I actually would consider jumping on a Blue Jays future there at plus 425, you know, between those four teams because they have the longest odds. Hell yeah. Um, and, and Tampa, you know, we haven't even talked about um, with, with the Tyler Glass now news that came out today. Say, what do you expect to see those kind of those numbers dip obviously how much do you think losing because i mean i'll use blake snell for an example when he got traded their world series futures and everything they shot down and they were automatically written off i mean i think it's pretty easy to say that he's their next best thing he was supposed to come in and fill that role what does losing your second ace kind of do to those odds? Just in general, I, if any team it were to happen to, but especially the Rays, since you know we are a Yankees podcast and we're talking about the AL East. I'm going to be really interested to see how much the uh, odds move, if at all. Generally, one individual player isn't going to move the odds a lot. Obviously, the Angels aren't World Series contenders, but using them as an example when Mike Trout went down, even though that's the best player in baseball, you didn't see their odds change all that drastically. And, the, and a team like the Rays, you know, these projection systems always have trouble with teams like the Rays or teams like, um, I don't know, Oakland, I think, is a good example that that just kind of they, they do a lot of untraditional things that are tougher mm-hmm. to predict. Um, like, I have no idea what Tampa's going to do. I don't know how they're going to fill those, you know, what, uh, 120 more innings that Glass now would have probably thrown this year. But I know that they're going to be creative about it. Yeah, they're going to fill so, up nine bullpen guys that all exactly. have a one ERA. Exactly. See, when you look at these projection systems, they're trying to factor in like each individual game. X pitcher is going to throw five innings, six yeah. innings, and then and then you look at the bullpen numbers and you project <laughs> project that way. With the Rays, you just have no idea. They might just twice a week have openers, you know, and and that throws a everything off so it's like they're just such a, a frustrating t- team to try to predict so i generally stay away from their futures because who the hell knows i mean last year was a good example of that even with the weirdness of that season um the the thing that we're working on as soon as that news broke was was the cy young odds because he had the he was basically tied with shane bieber for second best cy young odds behind garrett cole um you know bieber just went on the il now glass now's out probably for the season um you know obviously it's uh it's Cole's award to lose right now. Yeah. Who knows yeah. how he's going to do with, uh, with the, the, this banned substance stuff and, and his spin rate numbers. Um, but that, that award is, is suddenly why I, I feel like it was glass. Now's uh, he was the, probably the, the number one guy, if you wanted to bet on Cy Young until today. Now, I mean, sh- Carlos Rodon, you know, Lance Lynn. I, you know, I mentioned two White Sox, of course, but like who was behind him? John Means' number was shooting up, and then he went on the IL. Um, it's a crapshoot, and, and, and Garrett Cole's there standing alone. Yeah. So I just, one more question, just because, you know, I'm curious about this stuff. As far as when the whole sticky substance gate, whatever, comes out, do you see odd, the way that betters are 
you know, picking their favorites, everything like that. Does that shift when something like that comes out, even for a little bit? Not really. You're not going to see books overreact to things until they see raw data that's going to show it. They, they're, they're not really in the, uh, I mean, it's kind of silly to say they're, 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 they're in the predictive market, but they're not going to predict how things affect things. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds really stupid, but that's kind of what they do. They're going to wait to see what happens before they react. I mean, we, you know, tra- tra- Trevor Bauer had, had a rough night last night. He's obviously the face of, of that whole thing. Um, it's just, I mean, I could go off on a hour long tangent about the, the foreign substance thing and how oh, it's yeah. going to the, the CBA this, this winter and, and everything. But, um, you know, it's just baseball screwing with the game in, in the middle of the season and it's completely absurd. Um, so how it's going to play out is anyone guess is anyone's guess, including the sports books. Right. Yeah. And if, if you haven't listened to, um, I literally just watched it right before we got on to, to record, but if you haven't watched Tyler Glasnow's interview about um, his usage of uh, sticky substances, I'm not going to say foreign because it was just sunscreen and rosin. So he admittedly said, I use this all the time. I use this for the entire time I've been playing baseball. And then I just stopped using it against the Nationals. And then that caused me to have a different grip on the ball, which then caused me to use different muscles. And then afterwards, the next morning, my whole arm is in pain. And he's not... He's like indirectly blaming MLB for his injury. He basically said that he thinks he got hurt because he couldn't use that substance. Yeah, and in the very, in the very indirect, direct way, I thought it was really, really well said. But um, I, I love. I want to talk about that a little more in our other podcast. But if you haven't listened to that yet, like go listen to it because it's very interesting. If you're interested in baseball, like spin rates and like the actual analytics and all that kind of. Um, statistic stuff it's a very very good watch and it's really interesting to see this like you know evolution of MLB just trying to they're just not getting what players and fans want (laughs) and they're just they're they're creating their own controversy they're creating their own problems it's like that uh I don't know if you watched Eric Andre show that like meme where like him shooting himself yeah, <laughs> he's just like, why would why I would ML? Why would the players yeah. do this? Why would the players do this? It's just himself shooting himself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I guess I guess. I mean, but, I think he's right. I could definitely see what how that hurts you. You don't even use those muscles. You have to grip the ball tighter sense. so you can get the spin and everything like that. Dude, it makes sense. It, I it, mean, it's a whole it's a whole new game. People have been using that for. Hundred, I don't know. I know that's off topic. It you drives know, me absolutely insane. But quickly though, you know what's so funny because um, he even said he was like, um, you know, when they when they first said you know they were coming out and like um, you know going to start pe- uh, penalizing people for using sticky substances. Uh, he he even said to him, he said to himself he was like oh fucking people are going to use that as an excuse for pitching poorly now. And they're going to use that excuse of like getting injured. And he goes out and gets injured. And he's like, I, but he admitted to it. He admitted to like saying that what's going to happen. Yeah. So I thought it was yeah. really, really interesting. So, um, it's, it's good to look into and we'll, we'll try and talk a little bit more about it on the, on Friday's podcast. But I wonder if there's going to be anybody that works in the sports betting industry or anything like that that looks at the spin rates and stuff like that and kind of tries to find market deficiencies in hopes of you know hey cole's spin rate is x number lower on these pitches this guy his spin rate isn't really varying 
maybe I can attack on him at higher odds. It's absolutely something that gamblers look at. I can tell you our, our Sean Zarillo looks at stuff like that, but it's, it's very comparable more to an individual degree than, than a team degree to, to what's been going on with the baseball over the last couple of years. You know, it drives batters nuts, especially when making full season projections to not know what kind of baseball we're going to have every single year. And um, obviously once you get further into the season and you can see, uh, you know, all of the the scientific data that that some of the the brilliant journalists who, who do stuff on that, uh, like Rob Arthur, um, guys at 538, um, et cetera, do. Once you learn that data, you can apply it to betting. But before the season, you have no idea because every year the ball is different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, um, I forget who, uh, P. Alonzo came out and said that. He said Yeah, that. well, he yeah, he said that it was based on free agency, which yeah, is a wild. whole new thing that that's nobody wild. had ever heard of. And you know what? I don't even think it's that crazy. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, like, again, like, spin rate is something that's, it's like everything, it's something that everyone was aware of, but it was, it's so recent in terms of people caring about it and talking about it. Yeah. You know, and I, the fact that gambling, the fact that sports betting is legal is going to put this in, in more and more states is going to put this stuff in in more of a spotlight, because how can you, you know, it drives gamblers nuts to not know what kind of playing field you're getting yeah. playing field, so to speak, when knowing the balls or the substance legality um is when you're trying to bet on a game or trying to bet on a team over the course of the season stuff like that and it, it's coming up every year now it seems like yeah um but anyway getting back to to glasnow and the rays the rays have a 15.3 percent chance uh of winning yes. a world series right now that is the third right above uh collins white Sox at 15 percent so I'm really curious to see how that that is affected over the next couple weeks when more news comes about about Glasnow and see if he's if it's going to be a, a season ending ending injury a multi season ending injury you know it, it could be pretty bad um, it could be career altering injury wow. yeah and you know I I you know I don't like the Rays but I did respect Glasnow I did like watching Glasnow pitch I thought he was a really, really fun pitcher. So you hate to see a guy go down and especially someone who's like, you know, face of that team for, or in can be for a while. So that sucks. And, um, you know, hope he's all right, but we'll, we'll see in the coming weeks what, what actually happens. Um, but quickly, I want to just kind of go through some, some early division leader, the division winner predictions. Sure. Um, we could do a little rapid fire here to make this quick, but, we can start with the ALEs because we're here. Um, what are you? What are you thinking, Colin? And then I know me and me and Chandler will probably stay away from this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's it's crazy. I get that. Uh, I get why you're reacting the way you do. You know, your fans who follow the team closely. But I will say, I mean, it's not like you know, you've got four teams in that division who are all above five hundred. Um, it it it's 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 funny from an outsider's perspective to see the Yankees are an above average team. They're an above 500 team. They're literally an above average team. And it's like, they're the worst team in the majors based on how, how the, based on the reactions we get some, and I get it because you have expectations. I'm not judging. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you need to tell BJ that cause he didn't understand why we're so upset. He's like, <laughs> And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I read it from, I don't remember who it was. I said it the other day. There's a difference between being bad 
and being unwatchable. Like they're bad and you know, bad I use relatively, but the brand of baseball they're playing would be hard to watch for the pirates. Like, yeah. That was a conversation we were having among our baseball staff today where someone said someone was, was laughing at, at the Yankees plight kind of, and someone, uh, a Yankees fan, uh, uh, with, within our staff said, look, they're not bad, but they're just the worst team to watch in baseball. And to that, I say, have you never watched an Arizona Diamondbacks game? I would rather watch the Diamondbacks. <laughs> it's like the Yankees pick every single thing you can do wrong that drives a fan crazy and try and pile it into one game. It's not just like they lose and whatever. It's the way yeah. they lose. No, I get it. How, um, how can we do it? Bases loaded, nobody out. We'll ground into six double plays with that in the same game. <laughs> um, but back to your actual question as I go off on all these side tangents. If I'm making a bet on the AL East right now, uh, Damon said rapid fire. Here we are talking about the AL East. Which I'm, Sorry, <laughs> if I'm making a future bet on the AL okay. East, I'm looking at the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays obviously – as of this recording, our half game behind the Yankees, that might change by um, the end of tonight. Um, but they're, they have the longest odds of the four teams. Um, and essentially, when a, when a race is as big of a crapshoot as the AL East is going to be, might not be right now, but it's going to be, I'm just going to jump on the team with the longest odds. Plus 425. Red Sox plus 350. Might be blasphemy, but, but that's a team I might sniff. The Rays, obviously, are currently the favorites at plus 115. I'm not touching that, especially with the glass now news. Um, you know, I, I think I said two weeks ago when I was on, I, I have some some Yankees World Series stock. So that's yeah. probably the that's probably all of the stock I'm going to put in the Yankees uh for the duration of the season. So Blue Jays would be my pick for that. Yeah. For from a betting perspective, I, I I'm all for that. I think the Blue Jays are a great team. They're fun to watch. Um so yeah. Um all right. AL Central, we got the White Sox. I mean I'm picking the White Sox. I think I think they're a phenomenal team. And I know you I don't even think they have competition them. really. I mean yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I react to the White Sox in a similar fashion to the way you guys react to the Yankees. So I'm going to put on my pessimistic hat and say um, they well, first of all, it it's a question of how many games their manager is going to lose for them uh, over the rest of this season. Also, you know, those injuries might catch up to them. They just announced a Madrigal's not coming back this season. They did get some good news that. Aloy is about four weeks away from potentially getting a rehab assignment. So getting him back around the trade deadline would be, would be solid. But look, Dallas Keuchel's out pitching his peripherals right now. We're going to see how he does against the Rays tonight. Probably the best team that he's going to have faced this season. Lance Lynn has been phenomenal, but he is out pitching his peripherals. You know, um, they, you know, Giolito's in the other direction. He looked terrible the first couple of weeks, but he's going to run into some better luck. And Carlos Rodon all of a sudden looks like a legitimate Cy Young candidate. But I don't know. They're running out. I mean, Jake Lamb and Billy Hamilton and Danny Mendick, um, Danny uh, Brian Goodwin, who they picked up off the scrap heap. They're giving all these guys legitimate playing time, and I don't know if that's going to cu- catch up with them over the next three months or so. Um, yeah. So they're, they're minus 400 for the central. So if you like the white Sox, you like the white, you're not going to, but is there even a team in the central above 500 other than the white Sox right now? Yeah. Cleveland. Oh, I forgot about Cleveland. I was thinking Detroit, uh, the Royals and the twins. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland's plus three seventy right now at DraftKings. If that number, if they stay within the like 
five to seven range out of the playoff, out of the division. And that, that number gets up around 500. I might take a shot. I don't know if I would at 370, but you know, they, they churn out pitchers better than any organization in baseball. You know, Tristan McKenzie could, could be amazing. He struggled a little bit. Um, they just, they just have all these arms that they turn into Cy Young contenders overnight. It seems. Yeah. All right, AL West. We got Athletics, Astros, and maybe the Angels. I don't know. They won eight and two in their last ten. They're winning. They're they're almost above five hundred. Um, I mean, you can bring up the Angels. Miracle. You can bring up the Mariners, who are just a game behind them. But no. Uh, but we, this we, is we, we all want to see the Angels make it because it's like no. You know, every, every baseball fan wants to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, and yeah. we've never and Otani now and Otani. So. I think yeah. we're all rooting for them as like a a fan favorite team, but mm-hmm. uh, the I I was really really high on the Astros before the season. I have Astros World Series stock, I have Astros uh, pennant stock, and I have their win total. Right now, DraftKings has it basically a coin flip between them and the Athletics for the division. I can't tell you how much money I've lost betting against the Athletics over the last couple <laughs> seasons. So it scares the crap out of me that they're just gonna run away and hide in this division somehow, despite having nobody that anyone who isn't a hardcore baseball fan has heard of. No po- apologies to, to A's fans out there. Um, so I'm not going to put any additional money down there, but at, you know, if you're a believer in the Astros or the athletics, minus 113 Astros, minus 106 athletics, that's a good enough. If, if you're really confident in their rest of season projections, I would jump on either one of them. Angels. I mean, you mentioned the angels of dark horse. There's 17, plus 1700. So if, if you think that uh Trout's coming back soon, Otani's going to keep doing his thing. Anthony Rendon's going to pick it up. I just don't know where they're going to get their pitching. I, you know, I'm not going to bet on a team that's have counts Alex Cobb or yeah, whoever. Yeah, they... I was going to say that's been the like <laughs> running joke of the angels for the last God knows how long is that Mike Trout can't pitch. So or, I mean, no, it's, it I, when... <laughs> as cheesy as it is, it's true. I mean, their pitching is fucking atrocious. It so. was, yes. I remember when they signed, uh, they signed, um, What's his fucking name? Third baseman Rendon. They're like, yeah, great. Rendon can't pitch either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so we're gonna wrap this up a little bit. So let's actually do rapid fire here, Um, because the National League is really, really close everywhere. Um, It's gonna be a lot of fun. I've been, I've been loving watching these games um, every night. You know, you got the NL East, Mets, Phillies, and Braves. I think are all contenders and. You know, Nationals behind them, but Nationals have kind of been falling off. They don't they don't seem to be having too much momentum. But the Mets, Phillies, Braves, I think, all have a shot of winning the 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 NL East. Um, all right, Con, what do you think? Then Shannon, what do you think? The ain't the Mets currently actually have the second best odds to win the division of any of any division favorite right now. They're minus wow. three fifteen, which I think is insane. I like the Mets. Don't get me wrong, but also they're going to mess it up at some point over the next couple months. Right. Uh, Phillies are plus eight seventy five. I think I'm going to throw down a Phillies future. Um, they've got some question marks, but every team in the NL East has question marks and eight seventy five is really good odds. All Give right. me the Braves. I'm all about the Braves, baby. The Braves. Yeah. Chomp absolutely. On. Chomp so, on. I just, there's a, they're just too good to be playing like that. And yeah. they're actually young and exciting. Not like the Yankees who are too good and they're just, you know, playing yeah. like they're sleepwalking through everything. The Braves are actually exciting to watch. Yeah, Braves are my second favorite team. Um, obviously, Yankees. Um, all right, NL Central. We got Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Cardinals. Sheesh. 
all within I mean the Cardinals are five games back Sheesh. and they're in fourth place. Reds are four games back and then you have a tie between the Brewers and Cubs, which I think are playing tonight. I actually don't really know. Um who do you who do you got? Uh if you believe in the Reds, they're plus thirteen hundred right now. That's insane value. I have a ton of stock in the Cardinals from the preseason. They lost Jack Flaherty and they're breaking my heart every day. Um if I had to get take anyone there, it would be the Cubs. They're plus two twenty right now. All right. I'm, I, I'm gonna go with the Brewers. I don't know the odds, but I just I really like their I like their pitching. Uh, Yelich is starting to look like a little bit like himself again. Uh, hater, self-explanatory. Brewers are plus 105 right now. You can get them plus money. They're the favorite, but it's a plus money favorite. Oh my god, absolutely! Bet the house on it. There you go. I'm gonna go Reds just because I like the Reds, and I think that I want to see Joey Votto in the playoffs too. And they're they're on eight and two win streak. Last ten games. Um, all right, NL West. We got Giants in front, and then Dodgers, Padres. Um, Dodgers are one game back right now, and Padres are four games back currently. Padres are on a th- are three and seven in their last ten. Dodgers are seven and three in their last ten, and Giants are six and four in the last ten. And, Do- and the Giants have somehow continued to win baseball games, but who's who's winning the NL West? And what are you betting on? It's the, Do- it's the Dodgers. Vegas hasn't given up on the Dodgers. They're minus 215. Giants are 10 to 1 still with the best record in the National League just to win that division. The Dodgers are just hurt. They were just hurt for a while. Yeah, the Dodgers are going to win that division by 10 games. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I don't think it's even a competition. Like, at the end of the day, they're the Dodgers. They've won, what, like nine straight NL West or something ridiculous yeah. like that? Yeah. All right. Um, all right, there you have it. Um, before we close this out quickly, um, I know, um, I don't know if we, I know we're recording this a little early, but do we have any picks for tomorrow or is it a little too early for that? We can I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You said real quick. I'll try to actually be real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, afternoon baseball. I love me some afternoon baseball. I was betting on the Euro cup today because there was no day baseball. I got my ass kicked. Um, I'm hungry. So I'm going to go day baseball Marlins Cardinals. I just talked about how much I love the Cardinals. Sandy Alcantara. I've been, I've been riding Alcantara starts on the Marlins all year. They're actually slight favorites minus one fifteen. but against uh Johan Oviedo, I think that's a, a huge mismatch. The Cardinals are overvalued. I'll take the Marlins minus one fifteen. Um, I'd probably take that, you know, I know the lines are going to change between when now and when people listen to it. So I, I would probably take that to minus one twenty. Um, I'm really interested to watch the Padres Rockies game tonight because I want to see if the Padres offense is getting back on track against Chichi Gonzalez, who's the worst pitcher in baseball. The reason I'm interested is because tomorrow has a really interesting pitching matchup of Blake Snell against Kyle Freeland. The overs are always super inflated at Coors Field. Actually, if you bet on unders at Coors Field over the last three years, just straight up, you would be at plus money right now because the the, the overs are always boosted up. But the over tomorrow is at 11 and a half. If the Padres offense looks like the Padres offense can be tomorrow, Kyle Freeland, Blake Snell over is a possibility because Freeland has been awful since coming off the IL. Blake Snell's very good, but he's not the Blake Snell who won the Cy Young a few years ago. And he also doesn't pitch deep into games. Um, don't know how much I trust the Padres bullpen right now. So over 11 and a half is a watch for me, mm-hmm. um, depending on how the Padres look tonight. And I had one more for you. 
Oh, the Phillies Dodgers game tom- late tomorrow night. It's the best pitching matchup of that really interesting series. We have Zach Wheeler against Clayton Kershaw. I think I talked two weeks ago about picking your opportunities to fade the Dodgers. This is one of them. Zach Wheeler looks like a legitimate Cy Young candidate. Well, a legitimate Cy Young candidate in a world where Jacob deGrom doesn't exist, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and the Phillies have an above average offense against lefties where they're significantly below average against righties. So as good as Kershaw is, the Phillies right now are plus 130. I think that's absolutely worth a stab tomorrow. All right. Um, sweet. Well, um, thank you guys for listening. I know we tried to jam a lot into that episode, which I think we uh-huh. did. So, um, Colin, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us our giving us the picks, the insight, and the uh, the Action Network special. Um, of course, anytime. Make sure to follow everybody on the Action Network. Um, link is in the description of the podcast to download the app and to also follow all of us on the Action Network. Make sure to follow Colin as well as all the the guys in the podcast. Um, if you're already here listening to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And we're going to do these Action Network episodes every Wednesday. And we're going to have Colin come on and then BJ, who's another MLB betting expert, coming on every week to give us insight. We're going to talk about some betting topics. So if you're having fun listening to these and you, maybe you have a question about betting, um, shoot us a DM, shoot us a voicemail, and we'll, uh, we'll play them and, and answer them in the podcast. So, um yeah, as always, Colin, appreciate you coming on, and we'll uh, we'll get back to it next week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya!